Are you a sparkling wine fan? If you are, then most likely you have found yourself enjoying a delicious and beautiful glass of Prosecco. But as you sit there and you sip on it, how much do you actually know about this wonderful wine? On today's episode, I have 10 interesting facts that I'm going to share. So by the end of this episode, you'll be able to appreciate that beautiful Prosecco in the glass even more than you did before. So if you're ready, let's dive in and start popping some corks on some facts about Prosecco. Let's get started. Hi everyone, and welcome to The Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Molly Aaron-Roser, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional smile for over 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical, meaning I want to make sure you feel comfortable and confident selecting wines, not just for fancy events, but for everyday occasions when you're making memories with family and friends. I want you to think of me as your very own practical sommelier. On that note, the first fact to know is that Prosecco originates in the northeastern part of Italy, up around the city of Venice, in the region referred to as Veneto. It's important to know that Prosecco can only come from this area in Italy. It cannot be made across the entire country. And I say this because when we talk about Cava, for example, coming from Spain, that term Cava can actually be used throughout the entire country. But for Prosecco, Prosecco must come from within the delimited area or its boundaries on the map, if you will, for that space. The second cool fact is that Prosecco the wine is named after Prosecco the village located within that northeastern part of Italy. And so the wine was named after the town that it was grown around. Now, the third fact is that you may have heard that Prosecco is also the name of the grape variety. And it's true-ish, and I say that in air quotes for those of you, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see me make air quotes here, in that the actual grape variety that we make Prosecco with, its original Roman name, because we can date this grape back that far, but its original name was Galera, G-L-E-R-A. And Galera was a name that kind of went to the way of the wind, if you will, and they started to refer to the grape as Prosecco because it was making a wine, made around the town. So you can see how it just became easy to call the grapes that originally was called Galera Prosecco. And so the grape was known as Prosecco. However, in 2009, the grape Prosecco was renamed back to its original Roman name, Galera. So it's not uncommon on some bottles of Prosecco, or if you're reading some wine notes on a winery website, for example, you may see the name Galera used. So these are interchangeable. They are referring to the same grape variety, but Galera is its original name. Now, another cool fact in regards to how do those beautiful bubbles get into the wine that you're enjoying, they're actually put through a method called the Charmant method. Now, if you know a bit about champagne production, champagne is so special for many reasons, but one of them is that All of the bubbles that you are enjoying in a glass of champagne are made in the bottle that you are holding in your hand when you open up that bottle of champagne. For Prosecco, we actually are able to make Prosecco in a large tank. We do it in what we refer to as the Charmant method, after Monsieur Charmant, who created the method. And this method allows us to make bulk productions, large quantity amounts, of wine in a vat, in a big tank. And then we're able to then under pressure, filter the wine, 
create that secondary fermentation in the wine that gives us those beautiful bubbles. But this all happens in one big tank. And then under pressure, we're able to put that wine with bubbles in into individual bottles. So it is a much quicker process than doing a traditional made sparkling wine, such as champagne. So this is a very economical and much more expedited process to get those bubbles into the bottle, which means it can come to you at a very economical price because we're able to do this as a large batch. So economics of scale. So Prosecco, if you are doing a side-by-side tasting with a glass of champagne, the Prosecco bubbles may feel slightly larger in your mouth, but you're going to have to really be super sensitive to the feeling of the mousse in your mouth to be able to pick up the difference. But the Charmant method gives us lively, beautiful bubbles and at a very economical price. Another cool fact about Prosecco is that it is the original base for the Bellini cocktail. The Bellini cocktail was created at Harry's Bar in Venice. And it was done with beautiful white peaches in the spring with some cherry juice and beautiful Prosecco. So if you would like to make a classic Bellini, Prosecco is always going to be your base. Another fact about Prosecco is that it is said that it is meant to wash the sins of Venice away. Venice has been known through centuries to be a city of parties and elegance and extravagance. And so Prosecco has been made since Roman times there, and it has been used to wash away the endeavors of party goers through the years. Another fact is Prosecco can be served as an aperitif or as a main course wine. So it can be used all the way through. Prosecco is seen as just an everyday beautiful bubble that you can enjoy, whether it's with some appetizers, a wonderful salad, or with a full course meal of seafood or lighter fare. But Prosecco is seen as a multi-course wine, and it is enjoyed as much by people around the world. Now, what can you expect in regards to a glass of Prosecco? Here you have lively bubbles that are light, and fresh, fruity, many people will describe this as, and soft aromas of green apples and pears and light citrus. This really is a wine that can go with so much, but just soft flavors on the palate and beautiful effervescence. The other cool fact that you probably didn't know is that there are two different styles of Prosecco. There is Prosecco D-O-C and there is Prosecco D-O-C-G, like good. And these are two different styles of Prosecco. They are both within the Italian wine law system, and they have rules and regulations that the wineries must abide to to get that classification for their wine. Let me break down each of these styles. So the first one we're going to do is DOC. Now, a DOC is a controlled area, and it means that the government has agreed to this area on the map is where Prosecco can be made. And within those boundaries, wines made and taking this classification need to use certain rules. Now, the DOC is the larger of the two styles. Right now, there are nine different provinces that are within the DOC area, meaning all of those provinces can make wine and label it as Prosecco as long as they follow the rules. The other interesting fact that you may not know about this is that when making these wines, the Galera grape, aka the Prosecco grape, must make up 85% of the blend. The other 15% can be made up of a mixture of other approved grape varieties. And these can include, for example, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, 
Pinot Blanc. So they are allowed to blend in other grape varieties to create the flavor profile and bring balance to the wine. Now let's talk about Prosecco DOCG. We know that Prosecco DOC comes from a very large area and is allowed to be a blended wine style using very specific grapes for the region. Cool fact about Prosecco DOCG is that when you're shopping, you're going to be able to easily tell if it is a DOCG Prosecco because it's going to have a white or green sticker around by the cork. It may go over top of the cork. It may just go around the bottle underneath the cork. But that's how you're going to be able to tell that the Prosecco that you're looking at is part of the DOCG, which is the highest tier of wine classification within the Italian system. So when you're shopping and you're in the Prosecco aisle, take a look and see bottles that do not have a green or white sticker around them and ones that do. You'll probably also notice that there is a price difference for the wine styles that are a DOCG status. And the reason for that is that there is less of them. So the DOCG status is the upper tier of Prosecco, and it is a smaller area that's within the Prosecco DOC. Now, think of this as you've got a big city around it and Prosecco DOCG as the downtown core. It's in the middle, if you will. It's one section of a bigger area. Now, in regards to the grapes that are able to be used, it sounds the same in that it has to be a minimum of 85% Galera grape, and then there's 15% allowable blending of other grapes. So it sounds very similar to Prosecco DOC. However, it changes in that the yield amount, so the amount of grapes that can actually come off the vines, are smaller. So there's additional rules in Prosecco DOCG. So the reason behind this is to ensure that you have the highest quality wine possible, and they do this with stricter production methods. So there is more oversight and stricter regulations around the wines that come from DOCG. Now, a question I will get asked often is, is it worth it to have a DOCG Prosecco? Then this is a question only you can answer. You will know when you buy one that you are getting what is considered the highest tier of Prosecco within Italy. And it might be a fun homework assignment to pick up a bottle of DOC Prosecco and a bottle of DOCG Prosecco and compare them and see if you can tell the difference. It's really going to be up to you. Many people are not aware that there's a difference, but like anything, DOCG Prosecco is gaining followings. People are starting to watch these wines and enjoy them. DOC Prosecco is very popular. It's enjoyed everywhere in the world. Luckily, there is lots of it, but DOC Proseccos, there is less made. Therefore, they will be harder to find. So just something to watch for the next time you are shopping. Now, the final fact is in regards to sweetness levels, you'll be able to find these terms on the bottles of Prosecco. You're going to find brute, which means extra dry, extra dry, which means slightly sweet. I know it's a bit confusing. And demi-sec, which is off dry, but those can definitely be harder to find outside of the Veneto area within Italy. So most commonly when you are shopping, you're going to find brute and extra dry. And just the tip there again is that extra dry means that it's going to be slightly sweeter than brutes. I hope that you have enjoyed learning about these interesting facts about Prosecco and maybe it's given you a bit more insight into the beautiful bubbles that you've been enjoying into your glass.
I hope the next time that you go shopping, you'll take a look and see if you can see those DOCG stickers. So again, you're looking for a white or maybe a slightly light green sticker on the bottle. That's going to mean that it is from the smaller region within the big region, and there's less availability of those DOCG Proseccos. And if you want, a little fun homework is to try them side by side and see what you think. And can you tell the difference? And my final personal note about Prosecco is that it is a wonderful wine to use as a base for any cocktail that you would like to make and give some effervescence to. It is a beautiful wine. I'm a big advocate to keep champagne so you can enjoy champagne on its own and then use Prosecco or Cava, for example, as the bubbly base for beautiful cocktails. So don't forget, especially as we're heading into the summer months here in the Northern Hemisphere, that Anything can be better with some bubbles, and Prosecco is a wonderful way to bring some levity into your favorite cocktail. So make sure you always have a couple of bottles on hand, and it's there for you. It's also my go-to pairing. If you're just not sure what wine to pair with a dish, Prosecco is so food-friendly. It's definitely one that you can pull out, and it's going to go with dishes of all kinds and flavors. So it really is a handy wine to keep in your house at all times. I hope that you've enjoyed learning about it. If you have any questions, please, if you're watching on YouTube, just leave them below. And if you're listening in on the podcast form, feel free to reach out. You can find me at hellowinegirlacademy.com or feel free to come say hello or ask your question on social media. You'll find me on Instagram and on TikTok. So definitely come say hello over on social media. On that note, I want to thank you for hanging out with me today. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes come out every Tuesday. And I have some exciting things to share with you very soon that we've been working on. But I'm going to save more information on that for next week's episode. So on that, I want to wish you a wonderful week. Cheers, everybody. Bye now.